Yes, sir, we promised you a great man. Andre, the That's right, Morris. It's officially the shoot arrow, and we are here. Um, unfortunately, not going to have as long as I would have liked to have had a crazy uh, day today. But guess what? All the way from Philadelphia. Oh, oh yeah. my goodness. Oh, my God. SGG is in the building live today. Yes, the shoot arrow. The so shoot gotta, arrow. Welcome to the here. shoot arrow, baby. Um, a couple things. Number one, did you see the, um, we got one thing in the mailbag, and, um, uh, Excuse me, I should get the guy's name. M- 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 male. I did. I forgot his name. But he, he said, he, you saw my reply to him? I did. So a guy wrote us and basically was like, hey, love the shoot era, all for everything, but the gunshots a bit much. Alexander Radford. Thank you, Alexander. And it was a totally legitimate email. Um, and it basically was like, you know, with gun violence being so bad. It's just like, how much gunshots do we need? And you know what? I, I agree. I think on special occasions, still fun. But it shouldn't be. It's not the same as the bomb. We still have the bomb. But the gunshots a lot. Yeah. He's right. So I think for, you will save it for like, when it's like, hey. I'm, it's signed Sandy. Respectfully yours, Sandy. So they're right. There, yeah. So there's two <laughs> people on the email. Um, so yeah, I appreciated that. One email that was ridiculous was the dude who was literally hurt and angry my, by my impression of Wade Keller. <laughs> the, the impression that Wade Keller loved, by the way. Could he, was he being serious or sarcastic, you think? I have no idea. I think he was being serious. I wrote him an email and said, thanks for being good sport. He didn't reply. By the way, Wade Keller sounds like the nicest guy in the world. Rarely has re- replied whenever I hit him about anything. I think he thinks I'm a worthless piece of garbage. Which, by the way, he may not be altogether wrong about, but... 
I um, and I do want to say to everyone who's uh, joining the podcast today that if you are, are willing to become a exclusive member, you can go back uh, three years. We are doing a retrospective this week on the first appearance of Brian Dipperstein on the uh, Cheap Heat podcast. So if you are a new subscriber to the podcast and you uh, want to join and get a full membership, you can live and go back in time and read those articles. And by the way, for people who don't listen to Wade's podcast, they don't even get the joke of what I'm doing, but it's a spot on spot on. Yesterday, I got a lot of credit on um, on the Michael K show for randomly busting out my um, Marty McFly impression, which I don't actually believe to be good, but timed right. We were talking about the um, Doc Emmerich, the um, hockey commentator. OK, not familiar with Doc not, Emmerich. I'm not going to. He's lie. Doc Emmerich's like the main um, play-by-play of NBC. I'm not familiar with hockey, period, but I will not miss a chance to um to poop on a Boston team either. So I enjoyed you enjoyed yeah, that. Shout out to the Blues, um, my favorite color. Um, there you go. Yeah, um, let's go Blues. And so yeah, we uh, Don Lagreca on the K Show was talking about his relationship with Doc Emmerich, and I said when you I said when you work with him, sometimes you're like, hey Doc, and and I just started saying random things, and that's overly squeaky. We've got to tell them about the flux capacitor. It was really, it doesn't sound like Marty McFly. No, it doesn't. But you know what you did? An impression that you did nail that I love. What? The <laughs> Stephen A. The PDA Smith. Uh, the PDA Smith. Yeah. Now, I, by the way, that comes and goes because sometimes it starts out as Stephen A. And then before you know it, it ends up as Hulk Hogan, brother. <laughs> Stephen A. Hogan. <laughs> it can happen in one second. I don't mean to. It's just kind of. Anyways, SGG, we, uh, we don't have a lot of time. And there was a lot of uh, so-called wrestling. Anything outside the ring we need to get to? Lars Sullivan apparently was injured um, at some point after the Saudi show, either you know at the Saudi show or he might have been wrestling hurt. This was reported at the on the Wrestling Observer. He's dealing with a knee injury that they didn't think was that serious, but they had an MRI recently that revealed it to be a little bit more serious than everybody thought. So he's going to be out of action for at least a few weeks. Oh, no. Well, I no. Hold on, I should, hold on. Let me know. Oh, I'm sorry. No, no, no. I don't. I mean, injuries. That is I, how I feel about. I, I know, but injuries. I don't. I don't want anyone to be injured. Right. Uh, and I will say, actually, the crowd actually seemed to react this week to his beating up of Lucha House Party. Like the way. I mean, it took took him long enough. Yeah. Though. No. It's it, the way he did it, though. The like running back out of the ring, you know, and like. I like that. I liked how they did that. Right. He like would be about to pin one, wait, yeah, lift them up at two, go like, beat up. That was cool. I that like was, when heels do that. I'm not gonna lie. That is one of my favorite heel. Moves. What the wait, the pulling up before yeah. you? Yeah, but like I've never seen that. You pull the guy up before three, and then go beat someone else up, and then come back. <laughs> like that was actually creative. Like that was that was actually creative. Way better than letting him talk on a microphone. A which, thousand times. Before. It was repug. So that was at least. Ironic that he gets injured after something in which I was like, oh, that looks like it's actually getting a little heat this time. Um, I, you know, listen, I'm happy to be wrong. So, um, yeah, I thought that was actually all right. What else outside the ring, SGG? There was a new SmackDown logo revealed. Um, I don't know if Fox oh my God. had some advertising that had the new logo on it or whatever, but there was a screenshot posted um, also by Twitter. I forget the user's name. Somebody posted it on Twitter, and the logo actually looks really good. Hmm. Let me see. I'll, I'll tell you if I think it's Major. I'll tell you if it's... Major. 
Mage. Well, for the listeners the who might not have seen this logo, it seems to be sort of a throwback to the old SmackDown logo. So, first of all, live is completely dropped from the logo. Well, it should be. This li- it's been enough. We get yeah, it. It's we live. We get it. It's live. SmackDown back to live. Can I? Can I see? So you have Smack, and then the exclamation point down. The exclamation point is sort of built into the D. So you put the emphasis on the first syllable in smack. Mm. I, I just Is it intentionally supposed to be so blurry in front? I think the person tried to just take a screenshot of a video. Got it. That's what it was. Okay. So it looked... It looks a little too blurry. Right. And if you're wondering who's in the picture, Bailey, Roman, Kofi, Charlotte. That's about right. Yeah. That sounds good to me. That seems like who you should... Uh... The two champions and the two biggest stars on the show... Not to mention... Shout out to that guy, Greg. I mean, of course. So, um, all right. That's not bad. What else? Because we have to talk about Super Showdown. We do. We do. Super Slowdown. So, I wasn't sure if we were going to do this, if we were going to take it here, but it is the shoot era. Welcome to the shoot era, baby. So, I'm going to... I got to bring up Dana Warrior's pride post for a second. Oh. All right. Which so Dan, let's skip. Let's at least move through it quickly. She posted up something being like, "Did she? She didn't reference Warrior in it, did she? She did not. Okay, not with her words, but she had her face painted up her as like a pride pa- version of the Ultimate Warrior, right? And, and she, the irony there is rather thick. She was dressed in what seemed to be like some Warrior gear, and um, it was not received well at all by anyone. I don't think." Um, cause people didn't forget that, you know, her late husband was pretty, pretty outspoken against the LGBTQ community. He had a rant. There was that, 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 was it more than one or just that one where he's like speaking in the classroom type thing? Yeah, well, thing? There, that's the one that like is gonna be viral forever just because it's on YouTube and people have shared and reshared the clip. The clip obviously resurfaced. In response to her post, and uh, he had several blog posts as well. Um, so did a lot of people react to this, being like, "Hey, Dana Warrior, you know that when your husband was alive, he absolutely. said crazy homophobic stuff." Absolutely, and um, you know, it was pointed out too that you know he never apologized, and that she, although she you know um, has attempted to distance herself from the comments, you know, the blog posts are gone. But she also has never directly addressed them head on. So to then post a a pride post, which may reflect how she feels today. just It may not... reflect how she always felt. Right. But it's the invoking of him. Right. She should have just put up her own post. Right. You didn't need the, the invoking. The warrior face paint is what is what sent this one like. And I, and, and I get it. We're supposed to separate the ultimate warrior who was not a real person with Jim Helwig. And except that he changed his name to warrior. That's where, that's where I was going to say is it, that makes it complicated though. So her name is Dana warrior. And by the way, it's, it's, it stinks because he'd be the easiest one to separate from his real person because ultimate warrior was so a character, right? Yeah. Hulk Hogan absolutely. and Terry Bollet is a little harder to separate. Ultimate Warrior literally just screamed insanity and wore face paint and ran. No, exactly. And it helps when you're a guy in face paint, right? So, like- And you're in face paint. So it's very easy to go, you know what? I don't even see it the same way. I think, honestly, one of the things that's made the Hogan thing even harder for a lot of people 
is that that line's very blurry. With he, Warrior, and he it wasn't blurred blurry. it himself. No, no, he, well, he's a, well, he's the world's biggest mark he, for Hulk he Hogan. Went in the, he went in court and blurred and just like they asked him, "What's the difference?" Now, he doesn't Hulk, know. Yeah, he, he doesn't. doesn't know. And if you ever talk to him for five minutes, you can tell he doesn't know. Yeah. Um, like that bandana's on him everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I I told you, like I've interviewed Hulk Hogan a bunch of times. I don't think he ever has remembered who I am or whatever. Like I don't have a relationship with him. But I've interviewed him many times and seen him many times. And I saw him once in the hallway, WrestleMania weekend at the hotel. And I think I may have told the story. And I went up to him and I, I like, I said, what's up? You know, like, how's the weekend going? Blah, blah, blah. Within 30 seconds, he was like, I listed that big nasty giant above my head, brother. <laughs> and I was like, okay, dude, we're, we're just having a conversation in the hallway. He's like, you know what? That nasty giant was 700 pounds if he was an inch. And I was like, that doesn't even make sense. So. Anyways, yeah, that the Dana Warrior thing, I mean, obviously no one's ever going to acknowledge Warrior's past, which is one of the reasons why since... Welcome to the shoot, Arrow Baby. Warrior does not make sense in the role they've positioned him in in WWE. The award being named after him doesn't make sense. Dana Warrior seems like a lovely person. I have no issue with her whatsoever. I don't know anything about her role on the writing team. I have nothing to say about Dana Warrior. I've seen her around. She seems very sweet to everyone from everything I've ever observed. But Warrior, the Warrior Award, I understood. I think there was probably a lot of pain around everything because he died right after coming back. Right. And I think that really endeared the family and brought everyone closer. So I get it. I do. But I do think the way they've used his character has not made sense. And there are other people who are a lot more deserving of having that and i know that's tough to say but i mean they could rename it for roman honestly just like it could be named for roman one day it should be named for owen hart to be honest yeah um and if you probably wanted to endear yourself to martha hart that might not be a bad thing to have done but they made it after the ultimate warrior whose character wasn't about anything the whole thing they say of it what his character embodied it embodied nothing this is why me and Dipperstein fight brute, all the time. About, brute force. Me, we fight about this all the time because Dipperstein loves Warrior. I get why as a little kid people loved Warrior. But as you get older, while it's incredible how over he was right. and you can't deny that, everything about him was terrible. It, I, it's true. He and, was terrible in ring with the exception of a couple of matches, including, of course, Randy Savage, who made him look like a million dollars, because guess what? He's probably... Randy Savage does he might be everybody. The, he, I, I don't want to start a fight between me and Greg, because my two favorite wrestlers, but because he might be the greatest to ever lace up boots. But I'll the, give him the silver medal. I can throw the silver medal to Randy Savage. Yeah, I mean, I, I, have them, I have them probably... They always switch back and forth to me. Brett and Randy is my number one and two. So, but besides that, Warrior... You talk about a. They used to have the argument about did was Vince was it Vince or was it Hulk Hogan? A lot of it I know was Hulk Hogan. He, you could argue that Warrior, while it may have been Jim Hellwood who created a lot of the character, the way it was done, that was Vince McMahon. That that's something that was not. So like I just I can't take the whole thing they've done around Warrior has been. Put on the wrong person, in my opinion. There's so many great people who could use to be honored. But anyways, anything else, or can we get to Super Showdown? AEW is giving away their next event. Oh, free? For free, over the uh, BR Live. But it's not All Out. It's the one before that. It's the couple. Uh, there's another one in between this one and All Out, if I'm not mistaken. What? I don't remember what it is. Yo, they're running a lot of events. But yeah, this one is Fighter Fest. Got it. Yeah, it's this is the one in Florida? Free. Yes. 
Hold on. In Jacksonville? Um, I think it's Daytona. I thought it was Jacksonville. You sure? Either way. It was Repug. Sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry, Florida. I'm half joking. They're giving it away for free. Um, all right. Is that Last it? thing before oh. Super Showdown. We don't have much time today. Last thing before Super Showdown. Hideo Itami showed up in New Japan. Yes, I saw this. He's back uh, under the name Kenta, and he had a lot of uh, disparaging comments to make towards WWE. Not shocking. He it's... said the Hideo Itami character was stupid. He didn't let, enjoy his time over there. Uh, well, his whole, his whole time there was a bummer, to be honest. I mean, I don't know whose fault it was, but... It was just fate. And the injury. Yeah. It, was, it was just bad. And Two injuries that just took a huge chunk of his time. And he's so talented. By the way, I saw that um, MLW signed the Von Erichs. I did not see The Von that. Erich kids. Whoa. Yeah. They got some people over at MLW. I was looking at their website. I was. They have the, um, a bunch of the hearts over there. Yeah, too. they, they Harry the Harry Smith Foundation. and Hart Foundation and Von Erichs and, um, yeah, it's cool. Um, anyways, so I thought that my take, my my scorching hot take, because it's welcome to the shoot, Arrow baby, was gonna be <laughs> <laughs> that Goldberg Undertaker wasn't as bad as people made it out to be. And then I went back and rewatched it. <laughs> oh my! Yeah. I. It was repug. I mean, the look on Taker's face when it ended. Even I've never he seen. He knew. Even he knew when the bell rang that that was just probably the worst. First of all, the worst match of the night. Yes. Worst match of the month. Worst match of the year. It was possibly worst of the decade. Definitely worst of his entire career. But you know, you know why? And I have no idea who plans uh, Super Showdown. We said it doesn't take a genius on this show. How can you put Undertaker, who is no longer the old Undertaker, with a guy who was never a particularly good wrestler in Goldberg? Remember, we made the joke: put yeah. Leo Rush in there to bump or something. Something you got. I you. What's he gonna do? And what happened late in the match? Everything didn't work. Um, Goldberg almost killed him on the jackhammer. Yes, he dropped him right, right on, on his, his neck. I, that was terrifying. Then, um, couldn't get him, tried to hit Taker with, uh, his own tombstone, couldn't do it. That was so terrible, too, because it's a spot we've seen many times. Many people, everyone has done that. I could do it. I I, I, I could hold Undertaker up like that. It just did, they just flopped around that. (laughs) Like two dead fish, two dying fish. And then, (laughs) and then, people probably want to blame Undertaker because they don't understand. No, Goldberg, Goldberg couldn't get up for the choke slam. Yeah, you got to go up for the choke slam. Nothing. It was a. It was one of the worst well, choke slams ever. That tombstone. That's what it would look like if I if I tried to choke slam Greg right now. That's what it would look like. <laughs> I would me, at least. I would at least jump. I would bump. I would pee. like. It would me be pushing your <laughs> neck as you just fell on the ground. It would just look terrible. That it was. So here's my question: Who thought? Ooh. This will work, Goldberg and Undertaker. One guy who's one of the greatest to ever do it, who's years past his prime, and one guy who's not one of the greatest to ever do it, but is very popular and famous, who's also well past his prime. Why not think we got to put someone... If you want to have an Undertaker match, create some feud with him and someone small so he can go in and beat the guy up. You still get to put Undertaker on the bill, and guess what? Do the same thing with Goldberg and someone else and put Goldberg on the bill. Yeah. I, what? 
It's not WrestleMania equivalent, guys. Not, WrestleMania. It's not it's with not, that in the main event. Not even close. Not at all. It's not and, good house show equivalent. No, not even close. You know what it's. You know what it looked like. It looked like when you and your friend are playing a WWE video game, and neither one of you are really good. So you're just button mashing, and then finally somebody hits the finisher, and the match is over. It's not the best thing you've ever seen, and actually, that might even be better. Quite honestly, no, it might be. It depends what how it depends how good the kids are. <laughs> yeah, that might even be so much better. And I said this online too. They should find Goldberg fifty percent of whatever his uh, take was. Well, but whose fault was it, by the way? That and do you think he actually did get knocked out? I think he did actually get knocked out, but I think I think he takes a fine or like he takes some type of punishment because he did this already. When he had the feud with Lesnar and he came out for that promo to say he was coming back, in the back, he banged his head on something. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. Bloodied himself and then came out and botched the promo. That's the, the lesson has been learned right there. Stop banging your head on stuff. Your body can't handle it anymore. So you come out of retirement, you come back, you bang your head on something else. You're not up to shape from the moment the bell rings. You're bleeding as you make your entrance and then the match starts. And because you're off your game, you bang your head into the steel post. So now you bang your head twice. Twice. And then you're loopy and you ex- and you want to continue and try to figuratively and literally carry the match. Like you want to pick up the Undertaker for a jackhammer. Well, but, but I, I respect him for, in one sense, I respect him for trying, right? Like that is what you're supposed to do. In theory, old right, school, no. you're supposed to try to fight through it. That is what you're supposed to but do. But you gotta be careful, you can't kill someone. Exactly. But what you're not supposed to do is bang yourself up before the match even starts. And that's what set all those dominoes off. Cause so, I think the match will be fine if he's not groggy from the moment he steps through the ropes. So you're saying that the first head thing came from before the match even started? He's bleeding as he's making his entrance. He banged his head on something and then just decided to go through with it. And we know what happens when you walk out loopy like that already because you couldn't make it through a promo what makes you think you're going to make it through a match after that and have to deal with a 300 pound aging guy and it's a long match too it's not like his match at survivor series with lesnar where it was like 90 seconds boom pow everybody got their stuff in go home and everybody raves about the match if they did that here in super showdown it would have been fine but you tried to carry a 10 minute match after you banged your head on a locker somewhere yeah it was it was so Beyond that, SGG, here, here's here's the thing. We talked about it last week. This whole comparing it to WrestleMania thing, which a lot of people, and by the way, I realize I don't give out the email address enough, rosenbergbeats at gmail.com. A lot of people in the in the email were saying, you know, have made references to us joking about this podcast is the equivalent to or better <laughs> right. than WrestleMania. It's funny to make fun of, but it's it's so ridiculous, Okay. Putting people together in random feuds that you build up on TV for two weeks makes no sense. It's a bad look for both WrestleMania and Super Showdown. And then you get to the show. It doesn't, nothing about it works. First of all, I guess it's because of scheduling that they do it this way. Because they're, can you at least make it Saturday at 2 o'clock in the afternoon? (laughs) Yeah, I mean. Is it, it I don't, hurt. I don't it know, hurt. I don't know if there's like a religious reason they couldn't do it in the equivalent of Saturday night over there. I'm not sure. I don't think so. But like Saturday at two o'clock, first of all, it would make, at least give it a feel of it a real thing over here if you want people to watch it. Cause like I said, you don't have to promote it at all. 
You could just make it something you write about on the website and leave us alone and just go we, make your money over we'd there. We'd be happy with that. The network still exists. You're not getting new subscribers for it. When you do this whole, it's a, a WrestleMania equivalent pay-per-view, it's the Battle Royal stunk. You give it to some random local Jobert who may turn out to be good, but at this point, him winning a 50-man Battle Royal is insane. Yeah, he may turn out to be good, but at the same time, like you don't capitalize on it at all. He's not on Raw. It's He's just popping a local Smackdown. crowd like a house show. Yeah. He's on NXT, but... You Why know. didn't you have Boogeyman come out and win? <laughs> ha- have have um, Hornswoggle come out and win. It, it, it's it's a house show move. It's not... You can't have that on TV. It's it's stupid. You have a Triple H Randy Orton match, which in theory, if you'd ever wanted that for WrestleMania to be like a final send-off for one of them, which would make sense, kind of ruined by this. Just because Very it's, so. it's a, this random match that you threw out there that with this half-assed promo. And my problem with that match, too, is that... You know, the match itself was fine, but the promotion and the build to the match made, no, no, made no sense to me, especially because they place so much emphasis on their history. And if you watch the package, you would think that Triple H and Randy Orton had been gone from the WWE for 10 years because it stopped, I think, in like 2007 or 2008 or around there. And then anybody who remembers realizes that the reason that the promo packages stop with all the bad blood between them around that time was because after that, they'd been strong allies. He reformed Revolution. Right before he reformed Revolution, he basically handed the WWE title to Randy Orton and did everything he could to keep it around his waist for two years, then reformed Evolution, then Evolution breaks up and he reforms Authority with Randy Orton still at the centerpiece like they've had no beef for a decade. Right, and now all of a sudden, I just want to fight you because we're it's it's... The last time we saw them together was an Evolution reunion where they're smiling and hugging each other. So, exactly. Uh, yeah, I forgot. SmackDown 25, what was it? I think it was Smack, SmackDown, SmackDown 1000. SmackDown 1000, that's what I meant. Um, shout out to my boy Tommy Carlucci at WWE who still has my shirt. I, I asked him to get me an Evolution 1000 shirt because I thought they were cool. Anyways, I still haven't, <laughs> but you never actually I still got, haven't gotten it. He got he, the shirt, but you never But got he has it. He was, I saw, last time I saw him, he was like, yo, I still have your shirt. Um, so yeah, I mean, listen, the, the, Andrade match, of course, was good. Fire. That was that's, fire. That, I mean, listen, that, but that could have been great on this episode of SmackDown. So. True. I mean, that's cool that you had that, but that's just two current guys having a good match. Um, but it, it is was, the one match that would have been WrestleMania equivalent though, right? A great, great point. Check, great uh, point. Intercontinental Championship match. That's a, that is a really good point, Greg. Um, anything else? The girls couldn't re- wrestle. No. Um, who cares about Shane and Roman? Um, at least they're still playing that into a story though. At least there's some storyline. Yeah, I mean, that kind of makes sense. The Seth and Baron Corbin thing is, um, it's fine. It just, it just, I don't like it because you, it puts Baron in a spot where he, you know, he's just an appetizer for Brock Lesnar. He's an obvious placeholder, which is not at all what you want. In the situation like this, you want the characters to feel important. He's he's in a championship match, the top prize on Raw, and like I said, he's an obvious placeholder. He's just there. You know that he's not going to get the championship, and if he does get it, it's just transitional, so he might as well not even be there. That's the thing, and, and I know a lot of people out there hate Baron Corbin, but the only way they're going to make Baron Corbin truly matter is, A, to get him out of his weird restaurant vest and B to put him in stories where you can believe that he's the guy that matters. Yeah. Not he's a part of a, something else. 
or he has some two-second match with Kurt Angle or whatever. So, and I, I mean, I'm so over, I mean, Lesnar and Heyman right now, you guys, I've been, that, even before it was the shoot arrow, I was say I've been saying for a long time, it just doesn't work anymore. You have. You have. And also, Paul Heyman's the man, but when Paul says the Jew lines in front of certain crowds in WWE, I, it makes me slightly uncomfortable. Well, thank goodness he didn't say it in Jeddah. <laughs> let's just let's just say let's just get that out of the way right now. Okay? No, it's it's just there's something there's something I don't know. Like, don't get me wrong, I I make Jewish jokes on every platform I have. But so it's 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 sort of hilarious when Jewish people do it, not overuse it, but when they do it. But then when you have a situation where like he's last, hated, well, last year Brock Lesnar was like, Paul, you're Jewish, you explain. And I was just like, oh, I forgot about that, and also. Your your cunt. He's a hated, greedy, you know, disgusting, conniving. The character he definitely plays it to the worst uh, stereotype. But but that but but also that's not the character, right? So <laughs> right. so if you're gonna do it, like I've often made jokes. You know, me and Dipperstein, the kind of thing I joke about privately would be like my character in, in WWE. I just want to be like Peter the Jew. And like you just go, you know, completely over the top the way it's been done with black people in wrestling for the last, you know, hundred years. So that would be, and by the way, that probably did exist, I'm sure, in, in promotions back in the day, right? I'm sure. And I'm, I pardon my gaps for not knowing that. I'm sure Shoemaker is like, oh yeah, in Texas they had, you know, <laughs> Fritz von Erich used to chase Sammy the Shylock. I mean, I don't know. But like, it's not part of Heyman's character. So when he randomly busts out a Jew, I'm just always like, okay. <laughs> not a lot of Jews around there. It's a little weird. Um, so yeah, I am just not into the Brock party right now. I'm not celebrating at the Brock party. Um, it, I will say this though too, and it feels like a, a sort of a missed opportunity. You did strike real fear into my heart when you mentioned that you know he could cash in on Kofi, and then Kofi being out at the arena for an extended period of time also made me scared because. It just made sense. Why would Brock wait till Friday if it didn't mean that he knew that both championships, like he has two bites at the apple on Friday? It made no sense. Why wouldn't you just go out and cash on Kofi? And also, with Kofi's like size, just being realistic, why isn't Brock just picking on Kofi already? You would (laughs) just think, you know, he's going after Kofi. And And by the way, that would be a fun story and new, completely fresh. Brock versus Kofi would be completely fresh. Yeah. New Day versus Paul Heyman, that would be fresh. You know, Big E on the Xavier Xavier Woods on the mic versus Paul Heyman, Kofi versus Brock. Seth and Brock does not feel fresh anymore. And it, and just from Brock's perspective too, he's been in the ring with both of them. At this point, he's had a very difficult time with Seth Rollins. And the last time, I believe the only time he was in the ring with Kofi, he ragdolled him. Go after Kofi. Get your championship. Yeah, why wouldn't you? Doesn't make sense. Um, SGG, because because we are a little short this week. What else um, from this week on television do we have to hit on? I was like all over the place in the way I watched it between the NBA Finals traveling and stuff. I've been a little bit lost. I watched. I think basically I watched the Hulu version of both shows. Okay, but I didn't. So you got the you got the. Gist. No, I did. I just don't remember the order in which I watched anything. So let me ask you this, since you watched the um, a condensed version. On the Hulu version of Raw, mm-hmm. did they touch on the 24-7 championship at all? That 
No, I don't think they did. Okay. That was my highlight of Raw. What 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 they do? Who what was the twenty four seven? So R Truth and Carmelo, we find them in the back, like we usually find them, just running from a crowd of wrestlers, and then they end up trying to get on an elevator. There's no ref around, so it's just it's them, EC three, Drake Maverick, and Cedric Alexander. I believe there's someone else too. I can't remember who the last person is, but they all get on an elevator. No ref, and then the elevator gets stuck, and then they spend the episode of Raw just bonding on this elevator. I thought that was hilarious. Oh, I got to go back and watch that. That sounds great. <laughs> they they cut to them at different points of the night. And credit where credit is due. You said it last week, right? The 24-7 title has been better than I thought. I was caught up on the repugnance of the actual name of the title and the yeah, look of the and title. the look of it. But no, this has been fun, and it's good use of R-Truth and Carmella. Although I'm still waiting for the day when... Carmelo super kicks our truth to take it. Yeah, it, it has to be coming. Has to a be. Lot. It has. It'd be, to be fire. Like I'm waiting for that day too. I thought it would have come already, but um, she's been really ride or die. She's <laughs> the one who pushed the button on the elevator. She got them on the elevator. She knows she has been ride or die. Uh, when um, they finally get out the elevator, there's a crowd of wrestlers and a ref waiting for them to get out. Uh, somehow they escape with the championship. They still have it. They still and have they're it. going on a run. And by the way, I like that they're not switching it yet, like the way they did the hardcore title constantly. Um, did, uh, any thoughts on the Becky Lynch, Lacey, um, Alexa Bliss, Bailey situation? So I think Nikki Cross needs to be wary of a knife to the back soon because it seems that like, although Alexa Bliss looked like she was turning baby face, it seems like she's just using her at this point. Um, and I think her comments on SmackDown just sort of make it apparent. Well, and even on Raw this week too, it, it, it to me it, it doesn't look like they're trying to go babyface with Alexa Bliss. They're they're just trying to have her trick Nikki Cross, right? Which seems believable the way they have they've made Nikki Cross now into this weird hybrid of like whatever she was originally intended to be and this new version of her. <laughs> like, yeah. Can I tell you what though? You know what character suffers to me? I love Lacey Evans in ring. Her that over the top rope leg drop mm-hmm. that she does is fire. The name women's right, fire. I love that name or and women's that right, move. just like I love fire. Her talking, the overdone like I do declare yeah. the gone with the wind draw. Uh, it's not gonna. They haven't gotten it yet. Yeah. It's she's she's gonna pull a Kofi Kingston. She's gonna pull a Jamaican to Ghanaian. Like you know what I mean. <laughs> at, at some point, like, the what? whole character should look basically the same. Like her look, her in-ring attire is tight. The way she comes out, like a lot of it's there. But there is something about when she's like, "Oh, Becky Lynch, you're so nasty, you and your nasties." I just, hey Doc, get me in a time machine to Gone with the Wind. There's just something about it that's not right. It, it and it, but she's physically incredible. I love her in-ring, and and you know what? Something needs to be done to freshen. The Becky situation. They they rode Becky so hard into WrestleMania, right. repeating the same thing so much that her her shtick seems old, and it shouldn't. It should not seem old already. It's not that it seems old, but like you use the exact right word for it. it her shtick seems like a shtick at this point. It doesn't feel as authentic, and maybe I don't know. I don't know what that's to do with. You know, maybe because she's at the top of the mountain, she doesn't have that that chip on her shoulder that we all felt and sort of felt for her. 
Well, I'm going to tell you something right now, Stack Guy Greg. If Becky Lynch wants to be on top, God damn it, she better be. Treat it serious. Or I'll tell you what, brother. Stephen A. Hogan's coming at you. Yeah, there's, it's something, though. Yeah. Something that's... All right, Greg, we're down to... I have to go be on the air in less than two minutes. Do you have Black Power Rankings? If so, it needs to be the world's fastest. They didn't give us enough content this week, so no Black Power Rankings. Oh, sad. That was sad. That was that's very not, disappointing. That's not my fault, though. All right, next next week we will come at you with a very full show. I'm sorry that the second uh, episode of The Shoot Arrow has been um, this short. Email us. We'll do a full mailbag next week. We'll have some time to break things down. Rosenbergbeats at gmail.com. Reach out. Um, and uh, SGG, I hope that this satisfies you. Dipperstein said last week was the best episode of all time. Well, Dipperstein, uh, we might have topped last week, I think. You think so? It was short, so. though. It was short, I don't but you know. know what? It's about the quality. It's about the quality. Right, it's the motion in the ocean, not the size of the <laughs> exactly. whatever. Hey, do me a favor and enjoy yourself this weekend. Take it easy, man. And stay mage. I also, I also forgot about that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's professional wrestling. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the main event of the evening. At this time, I would like to introduce in the corner to my left. The major thing. Sweet, sweet Peter Rosenberg. And then I went to makeup and like sat in front of the mirror a little bit and got myself together. Also, ladies and gentlemen, at this time, I would like to introduce... Shout out to that guy, Red. Red is the greatest professional wrestler in the history of the art form. Mage. Welcome to the shoot, Arrow Baby.